Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hi, and welcome to Talking Facts, Behind the Recipe. I'm Brooke Jenkins, Extension Specialist for the Nutrition Education Program. Today, we are going behind our plated up Kentucky Proud recipe, pumpkin apple muffins. This is a wonderful recipe that is just highlighting all of the tastes of the season. It's full of pumpkin and apples and cinnamon and honey. And today we're going to talk about pumpkin a little more in depth and highlight it and visit a local pumpkin farm to learn more about growing pumpkins and connecting you with this wonderful seasonal crop. This is in season now. This and uh, so it's great to purchase these fresh pumpkins. We can cook them up and puree it and use it on all sorts of recipes like the one that we are focusing on today. Pumpkins are often used for fall decorations, but they're so nutritious. So today we are visiting the White Oak Pumpkin Patch, and we have with us Ashley Oldfield, who is one of the owners of the Pumpkin Patch here in Morgan County, Kentucky. So Ashley, today we are focusing on learning more about pumpkins. We're talking about our recipe, pumpkin apple muffins, but there are so many ways that you can cook with pumpkins, you know, breads and soups and just roasting seeds and so forth. So um, you grow lots of pumpkins here. Correct, we do. So what's your favorite way to prepare pumpkin? So we recommend you use the Jaredel pumpkin if you're going to be cooking with pumpkin. It's a bluish greenish skin on the outside, but inside is a very deep orange, really, really rich, makes a beautiful pie. Uh, We use it also to make pumpkin bread, pumpkin muffins, pretty much anything. That's what our go-to is. We also really enjoy cooking with butternut squash. It's very rich. It's so good with sugar and cinnamon and nutmeg. A lot of people have the misconception that a jack-o'-lantern is what you would cook a pie with. But truly, you could use a pie pumpkin, which is a smaller pumpkin that looks like a jack-o'-lantern, or the Jaredel. You have a lot of pumpkins available here at your farm. We do. We raise over 50 varieties of pumpkins, squash, gourds, and other seasonal decorations like Indian corn, fodder, straw, and hay. When folks come to your pumpkin patch, what do you think they're looking for? I think that a good majority are just looking for nostalgia. They're looking for a really um, wholesome family activity. I think that agritourism is a, you know, the bigger part of our business at this point. People come to take hay rides, feed the cattle, enjoy the animals, and things like that. So they're missing the opportunity of eating these pumpkins that they're taking home with them. Exactly. But we do have some recipes that they could use to, you know, think beyond just using it, pumpkins for decoration and think about they could prepare them and use the uh, flesh of the pumpkin for different types of recipes. Absolutely. And so that's one of our goals is to try to get folks to... I think more in terms of that, hopefully we can start making the connection between these big pumpkins and using them for food instead of uh, just focusing on them for decoration. We can do both. So tell us a little bit about your farm and how it got started. So this is actually my husband's family's farm. They've been here over 100 years. 
I grew up in Lexington, so I've been here about 16 years. And a few years after I moved here, I was getting my degree in nursing. Actually, I was finishing it up. And my husband's family had quit raising tobacco. So we were just brainstorming. And my mother always took us to pumpkin patches growing up in the bluegrass. And I saw that big barn and all this land. And I thought, you know, my mom actually came up with the idea, but we thought, hey, let's just raise two acres and see what happens. So the first year we raised two acres and we sold them off a wagon, my grandmother, Wanda, and I, in the rain. (laughs) And it was just so much fun watching the people stop and pick out their pumpkin. And I thought, you know, maybe next year we'll open up the barn and we could stock it with pumpkins and raise more and, and offer some activities and things. So the second year we cleaned out half the barn which was a major feat with my (laughs) husband. Of course, he didn't want to get rid of all of his stuff. (laughs) We managed to get half of it cleaned out, and we filled it with the pumpkins we grew. I think we raised five acres that year. We put up a swing set and started hay rides. And then after that, we just each year have added and added. And we've seen these families come for the last seven or eight years, and we've watched their kids grow up. And it's just been such a magical thing for us. We really, really love it. How many visitors do you have to your uh, farm during the pumpkin season? Several thousand. We typically do about 5,000 field trip children a year. And then on the weekends, I would say anywhere from one to 3,000 people on a busy weekend. And, and really, this um, pumpkin patch is, is the only one for several yeah, surrounding counties. Not that many. Not that many. It's a great location, and it's nice and rural. I know our family comes out here every year. We love coming out here. So um, we appreciate having something so nearby for us. So it's wonderful. And when you're working with your clients, what do you like most about connecting with them? What's the most meaningful for you? As I mentioned earlier, I have watched these children grow up and got to, you know, see them each year and and speak with their parents, and that is really meaningful. It's just awesome to have repeat customers and people who, you know, believe in your product enough to come back. As a matter of fact, we have employed a lot of, like, high schoolers over the years, and several of them started volunteering when they were 12 or 11, and now they're juniors and seniors in high school. And then um, we recently hired someone from Sayersville, and I can just remember her coming with her parents as a little kid and through the years. And now she's all grown up and working. And so I think just connecting with the customers and watching their families grow. Do a lot of your customers ask you about how to grow pumpkins? Are they interested in the agriculture side of things? They are. A lot of our customers will select a, a very broad variety. And so they can take them home, use them for the fall. And then they save the seeds and plant them or throw them over the hill and they all come up next year. So we have quite a bit of that. We also raise zinnias, a bunch of different varieties, and that's sort of our trademark in my mind. This year they didn't do very well, but typically all of our fence rows are covered in beautiful, beautiful bright flowers. So we always give people scissors in a bag so that they can you know, cut some and save and sow them for their garden the next year. Do a lot of folks try to grow their pumpkins the next year? Are they seed savers, and do they like to? I, I think there are several, and they are successful customers that try to grow them on a larger scale, so we always give them pointers because we love to, obviously, we cannot 
service the amount of people that come through with what we grow on the farm. We raise about 10 acres and then we buy the rest. We try to buy local as much as we can. And then, um, so I'm always happy to give pointers on how to grow. Pumpkins are tricky, especially in our region. Curcubits in general don't like wet soil. And when it's really wet, the fungi goes wild and things like that. So, you know, I do give advice on how to grow them. So if uh, you had a family and they wanted to grow like one pumpkin plant next year, how would they do that? Well, they would need to prepare their soil. Can they be grown in a container, do you think? They can for so long. And then once they get, you know, four or five inches tall, you would need to transplant them. Okay into the ground. So you have to have a little space to grow them. Yeah, definitely. And then they take off and go crazy. They do. (laughs) That's what we want, right? Uh, What do you wish that people knew about farming? Farming for me is therapeutic. It's a way to stay in touch with the earth and work out your anxieties. Uh, Connecting in nature is so important. I think that people might not fully get to experience that. There's so many kids that come to the farm, although they live in a rural community, they don't experience farm life. So it's just awesome to kind of show them that you reap what you sow in a sense. You have to work hard. I mean, obviously there's going to be obstacles when you're farming, dealing with the weather and things like that, and the cattle, you know, getting in your pumpkin (laughs) or your corn. But um, I just think it's a good, wholesome way of life. Um, What do you wish that people knew about eating locally? Well, I'm a firm believer in shopping locally, putting back into our community. I think it's extremely important. Um, Why not eat locally and support your local farmer and invest back in your community? I just think it's a reinvest in your community. I just think it's very important. Of course, pumpkins, you can buy them at the store, but um, it's also readily available in many communities throughout Kentucky. So we encourage folks to get out to their local farms and see what healthy options are available to them there. And if uh, you don't have a place like that in your community, uh, look for pumpkin in stores because, you know, you can always use your fresh pumpkins uh, that you may have left over from your decorating season and you can use those for making pumpkin puree and using it in a lot of recipes. But also, if that's not available or if it's out of season, then, you know, canned puree is also a good option. So, of course, we want you as consumers to just think about the nutritional benefits of pumpkin. Think about recipes that you can use pumpkin in. You know, pumpkin's a good substitute for a lot of different purees in recipes. You could substitute it for sweet potatoes or butternut squash and that sort of thing in your recipes. So be creative when you're trying out new recipes. Um, but today we are so happy to have you here, Ashley, to talk about how to grow pumpkins, what that means. And um, hopefully folks will be more ready to come out to pumpkin farms and pick up their produce and take it home and prepare this tremendous recipe. So for the recipe, check us out on our website. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. 
Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local Extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.